Arizona basketball is now number one in the entire country. How did we get there? What does this mean for this proud program? All that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked. Oh, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. This show is brought to you by Game Time. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball. As you all know, Arizona basketball is now ranked number one in the entire country. And quite frankly, it is well deserved. Uh, you watch this team, and not only do they check off all the boxes, I believe that. Uh, I believe it's the best team in the country. It just, I've watched pretty much, I watched every single team this year. Most of the good teams watched at least twice and they all have some kind of question mark, which we'll get into later, but just briefly, uh, Purdue, it's a lack of athleticism. Again, it's better than last year. You got a little bit more length, but you still don't have a team that you really feel that is going to, uh, uh, stress a uh, defense from multitude a multitude of different angles, mainly because the athleticism quotient just isn't there. Um, Kansas, very, very good. Kansas might have the best starting five in the entire country if it's not Arizona. But the problem, though, with Kansas is that they're not very deep. And when I say they're not very deep, they literally have no depth. So when they get into that, uh, when they get into those deep waters, part of the pun, it becomes a little bit of an issue. Uh, UConn, very, very good. I think the thing with UConn that is fascinating, though, is that they don't, they're not overwhelming athletically like they were last year. Last year's team, uh, you know, last year's team was the best team in the country. They deserved to win it. I know that they had some, you know, some ups and downs, but last year's team certainly felt like the best team in the country at the end. And they, they had size, they had athleticism, you name it. They pretty much had it. They don't really have that this year. They don't have necessarily that one go-to player. Now, again, they've got a five-star kid or that hasn't played yet. We'll see what that does. But again, they're very good, but they're a little bit more robotic. That's the best way I could put it. Houston under Kelvin Sampson, obviously fantastic, but I don't know that that style of play works against Arizona. Maybe it does, uh, but I wouldn't really worry too. I don't worry too much about them. But again, those are some of the teams we'll talk about, like, you know, the Marquettes of the world. But it's a big, big deal for Arizona to be number one. Uh, this is the first time since 2014. And off the top of my head, growing up, it seemed like every, what? third year Arizona or third or fourth year Arizona would be number one in the rankings. Uh, obviously in 88, you were ranked one, uh, number one, 89, you were ranked one. Uh, I believe in, again, I'm just going off the top of my head in, uh, then, then I think it would 90, obviously in 97, uh, 97, 98, you were ranked number one. Uh, then, uh, nine, then what? Oh, one, oh, one, you started out the season ranked one, oh, three, you were ranked one. Um, and then 2014, Arizona was ranked one. That was the last time though. Arizona's gone 10 years without being ranked number one. I mean, that's obviously a long time and 
Um, I think that you could make this, I think you could favorably make the case that this is obviously the best team since 2014. And keep in mind, that was obviously a absolutely loaded roster across the board where you had Caleb Tarzuski, you had Rondé Hollis Jefferson, you had Aaron Gordon, you had McConnell, you had Nick Johnson, you had all those dudes. I mean, it really probably was the best team in the country. But a little bit of the difference was that Sean Miller did a lot of really, really good things at the U of A. But the one thing that Sean Miller didn't really do is that he never really exerted his uh, these teams in a uh, um, in a how do I put this uh, in a way that you know could basically overwhelm other teams. He just that wasn't his style, and I think it came back to bite him a little bit. Um, basically a lot of it was hoping guys would miss because again, you were going to play that pack line defense. You were never going to shoot passing lanes. And I think that kind of came back to bite you at times. Uh, Tommy Lloyd does not, uh, you don't worry about that with Tommy Lloyd. Um, now, Lute Olson, kind of the same thing. If Lute Olson had a better team than you, and again, I get that Tommy Lloyd and Lute Olson have had, uh, uh, you know, in the tournament, they've had, um, you know, less than ideal performances at times. But um, I also believe that some of that is personnel with Tommy Lloyd. Uh, but like with Lute Olson, you knew that if he had better players than you, he was going to exert that. And not only was he going to exert it, he was going to uh, with a, you know, the uh, vaunted run of death where you essentially go to the bathroom and you come back and Arizona's gone from being up four to up 24. That was obviously a staple of Arizona basketball. That's also kind of become a staple of Tommy Lloyd where – um, you know, with Sean Miller, it was like, we're just going to wear you down. We're going to physically, you know, overmatch you. There was, uh, there's not any, uh, with Tommy Lloyd, it's, you know, if we got better players than you, we are going to show it out there on the basketball court. And that's exactly what they've been doing. So, um, again, the, uh, there's, we'll get into the next segment. We'll get into the variety of reasons why I do believe this, uh, is the best team in the entire country. But that's, you know, again, that's kind of just the history of Arizona basketball. And again, this isn't something that we should take lightly because, again, when you're the number one team in the country, um, it is a, uh, you know, that's a certainly, a you know, a very good thing. Now, let's look at some of the teams and, you know, what they've done that were ranked number one. 88, obviously, you went to the Final Four. 89, you lost in the Sweet 16, last second shot to Anderson Hunt, um, ended Sean Elliott's career. Then in 98, obviously, that was the uh, Utah game, triangle and two, still probably, still uh, not the most painful loss, in my opinion, in Arizona history, because you still had the national championship from the previous year, but certainly the most unexpected loss. I think everybody thought going into that game that Arizona was going to cruise, and that obviously did not happen. Um, and then oh one, you started out the season ranked number one, and it was a uh, it was a great season for Arizona. You got to the championship game, but there was a lot of stuff that happened in between. You know, Bobby Olson passed away. Obviously, Lute Olson took some time away from uh, as well. And uh, to my for my money, that was still the best team in U of A history. Again, you got Gilbert Arenas, Jason Gardner, Richard Jefferson, Michael Wright, Lauren Woods, Luke Walton, Lamont Frazier coming off the bench. You know, that's that that's a lot. That's problems right there. Um, and then. Oh, three. That was the year. That was the team that was ranked uh, number one, I think, for what, six straight weeks. That was the Salim Stoudemire Fog Allen Fieldhouse game. Um, absolutely loaded team. But I thought that uh, uh, I thought I don't know that Lute necessarily maximized that team. I thought he should have played Hassan Adams and Iguodala more. Obviously did not Arizona lost in the uh, Arizona lost in the Elite Eight to Kansas. Um, and then. 
excuse me, then the uh, 2014 Arizona loses in the Elite Eight to uh, to uh, Wisconsin. But you've got to uh, you got to understand though that this is a uh, this isn't a, a thing that happens every single year. So again, I think Arizona fans need to 1,000 uh, percent embrace this moment because again, you know. It's uh, this isn't a rite of passage. Um, now, what makes Arizona the best team in the country? We're going to talk about that. But let's say that you wanted to go find wa- watch one of these Arizona games and you didn't know where to. Check out the Game Time app. Use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Twenty dollars off. Again, it's not just this. Isn't just confined to basketball, ladies and gentlemen. You can find uh, you can get concerts, you can get tickets, you can get all kinds of good stuff. Check it out. Game Time. Uh, game time and the uh, 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 you will uh, and again you're gonna like it. Uh, download the game time app. Use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off, my friends. Check it out and again get uh, get some nice tickets for these U of A basketball games and this number one team. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. All right. What makes Arizona the number one team in the entire country? That is the question that we are going to explore and hopefully try to answer. Um, the first thing, though, that I think uh, makes Arizona the best team in the country is you don't really have a discernible flaw. Um, almost every team in the country has something where it's a weakness, some flaw, where you're like, all right, you know, that's not that's not good or Ooh, that could be a real problem down the. Uh, that could be a real problem, uh, you know, if a certain team if they have to end up playing a certain team. Arizona doesn't really have that because again, uh, like let's use last year's team or the year before's team. Um, heck, let's use uh, let's use uh, uh, Lloyd's first season. All right, the first one is that you had a, a team that was not. You didn't have great guard play. Now again, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great and. A big part of that was Kirk Kreese is not that good. Um, and against good teams, Kirk Kreese could uh, could be not be very good. Um, he wasn't a very good defender. wasn't an efficient shooter. And, again, just kind of a lot of times more bark than bite. But you also had, you know, you had Ben Matherin. You had Dalen Terry. You had Christian Coloco. The problem was – is that that team also did not have a uh, that team was still had a lot of guys that just really did not embrace big moments. Um, you could say that Kirk Creasa, you know, was hurt, whatever the case may be, and he would be right. But he and then Azulis Tabellas, who we'll get back to, Azulis Tabellas, you know, was somebody that Arizona needed to play really, really well, and Azulis Tabellas just wasn't uh, in big games. Azulis just essentially just didn't want those moments, and again. Um, some guys are just kind of built like that. Azulis was certainly built like that. Um, and then the next year against Princeton, that was more of a kind of a smoke and mirrors team to me. And that, that was a really good coaching job by Tommy Lloyd. But you also saw, again, Kirk Creasa again, for whatever reason, whether he's hurt, whatever the case may be, just wasn't good enough. Um, and Azulis Tabellis did not want the ball in a big spot. And that kind of came back to bite him. Um, plus, it was not a very athletic team. This year's team, though, checks off all of those boxes and more. Arizona is an incredibly, first of all, you got guys that want the ball. Last year's team, um, you had guys down the stretch that just did not want the ball. We've talked about this. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Where 
Uh, Arizona has that now in Caleb Love. Now, again, he might not make all the shots. As a matter of fact, he's probably not going to make all the shots, um, as we've seen. But he wants free throws. Not only does he want free throws, he also wants to be able to, um, you know, if Arizona's going to lose, he's more than comfortable with Arizona losing and it being on his back. Um, You saw against Duke, obviously, knock down those free throws. You saw it against uh, you saw it against uh, Michigan State. Made the free throw, got the uh, game uh, cl- uh, closing steal as well. He just wanted those moments. He just wanted the moment. Not only did he want the moment, uh, he converted there. Keyshaw Johnson, kind of the same way. Now you could make a, you could argue who's better, uh, Keyshaw Johnson or uh, Keyshaw Johnson or um, uh, Julius Tabellas. I believe for this team that it's much, much better for Arizona to have Keyshaw Johnson because he's an enforcer. Defensively, he can guard a multitude of positions. And not only can he guard a multitude of positions, he embraces the grind of doing that. He keeps everybody accountable. Not only does he keep everybody accountable, you also know that he is going to uh, uh, keep others accountable as well um, just by the way that he plays. He's strong, he's athletic, and he can switch so many different positions, one through five, one through four, whatever the case may be. And we've seen him do that. He also came up huge against Michigan State, and he's got a lot of experience that uh, some of these other players don't have, and he's certainly not going to ever be anybody that's going to back away from the moment. Um, And then uh, you've got last year's team. You didn't have a lot of uh, great ball handlers. Uh, uh, If you had a team that was going to press Arizona – and you had Courtney Ramey, Kirk Kreese, and Pella Larson. That was kind of a recipe for a little bit of an Arizona impending disaster. That is not the case this year. Um, if you want to press Arizona, and Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley, Caleb Love are uh, out on the court, well, then you go with it because uh, you're probably going to have a little bit of an issue with that. Uh, not only are you going to have a little bit of an issue with that, you're probably going to give up uh, – I almost said a touchdown. You're probably going to give up – uh, some easy shot because again, this is a team that's got a ton of ball handlers and they're tough. That's the other thing. This team is just tough. Last year's team was regular season tough, but I don't know that they were tough when it really mattered. Um, this year's team, if they're going to lose, it's going to be because it's an off night, not because they got out toughed by any means. That's just not going to happen. Um, then obviously, uh, you're deep. Last year's team was just not very deep. Uh, you had Pella Larson coming off the bench, obviously, but you had a lot of guys that would not necessarily, that probably wouldn't play on this team. Well, they wouldn't play on this team. Just look at it this way. Kirk Reese not playing on this team. Uh, Seth Henderson, love Seth Henderson, did a lot of good things, not playing on this team. Uh, Courtney Ramey, not playing on this team. Um those are just some of the dudes that are not playing on this, t- uh, this team, and they were getting 30, 25, 28, 29, 30 minutes per last year. Um, and what also makes this team work is that all the pieces fit together. All the players know exactly what they need to do. Kylan Boswell knows exactly he's got to be that leader on the court, make the open three, which he has done, and get every get the offense flowing. Caleb Love, you're there to score, man, again. You're never, he's never going to be uber efficient. We already know that defend, get to the basket. And he's had some nice assist games as well. He's done a very nice job. And then uh, Pell Larson, you already know your role. Finish around the hoop, defend. Again, he's been a, done a very good job defending so far this year. And um, ship in some nice assists, done just that. Keyshawn Johnson, like we said, get rebounds, be that junkyard dog. 
be that enforcer. And he's done exactly that. Um, he's been very, very good, obviously, for Arizona. And then Umar Ballo, just do what you did last year, dude. The problem, though, with Umar is that Umar uh, certainly does not look like he is embracing the free throw moments at this point. And I think that's going to be something that is going to rear its head in games. Uh, if you're Arizona, you certainly got to keep an eye on that because that is something against Michigan State that almost lost in the game. Um, got to be able to figure out those free throws. Um, but then after that, you've also got an incredibly deep bench. And by an incredibly deep bench, I mean three players that could come in and would start for 90% of the teams in the country, and they all offer a little something unique. And that uh, Montias Crevis comes in, and he can be that center that uh, is going to get you 20-7 and seven or 16-9, and nine, something like that. And he can do it against good competition. It doesn't look like he's going to be somebody that is just going to be totally relying on beating up on bad teams. K.J. Lewis is all energy, like we talked about. I see a lot of Hassan Adams and K.J. Lewis um, comes in, uber-athletic, strong. Um, he changes the dynamic of the game the second he comes in. And then Jane Bradley. Jane Bradley got beat up a little bit by uh, people, including myself. But he's turned out to be exactly who we were hoping he would be. Um, good secondary ball handler, probably going to be the starting point guard at some time for the U of A. And not only probably going to be the starting point guard for the U of A, also he's shown that he's willing to take big shots. Something that, like we said, you cannot take lightly. Made a massive shot against Michigan State. Um, so again, all the pieces just kind of fit for this Arizona squad. And I think that's something where between not having any real any real weaknesses, having all these pieces that fit, that's something that you can really kind of take to the bank, and that's something that I think makes Arizona the best team in the country. Now, it, what is the way that you would beat Arizona? We're going to talk about that next, but first, LinkedIn. All right, check it out, linkedin.com backslash locked on college. Again, as we all know, Everybody has gotten a job through LinkedIn. You know somebody that's gotten a job through LinkedIn. I know somebody that's gotten a job through LinkedIn. Everybody knows. You probably hired somebody uh, through uh, LinkedIn. And guess what? It's because LinkedIn works. Um, again, everybody uses it for a reason. Check it out. LinkedIn.com backslash locked on college. And again, get the uh, people you need. And you will, again, you will thank me later as always, because LinkedIn is obviously where it's at. All right. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now let's talk about the rest of this Arizona basketball squad and what exactly this, uh, what exactly uh, makes them so unique and how to possibly beat them. I think the only way you're going to be able to beat them is to catch them on a cold shooting night. And by catching them on a cold shooting night, one where they're just not being able to make their shots. Um, and not only, uh, not only uh, not being able to make their shots, I think a big reason uh, for that is that, um, uh, that's probably the only way you're going to beat them. And it is kind of a streaky shooting team. Now, listen, Kylan Boswell is a very good shooter. He's not the shooter that I think his numbers indicate so far, but he's obviously a very good shooter. Caleb Love, incredibly streaky. He can make three straight and then miss six straight. So uh, Pella Larson, kind of streaky as well. Kind of a slower release shot. That's going to be uh, 
KJ Lewis, Jaden Bradley, non-shooters at this point. That's, I think, the only way that you're going to really be able to consistently get Arizona. And it'll be interesting to see if teams do that. I would certainly, I would certainly do that if I was a coach. Um, and hope that uh, hope that they can miss because I think if you extend out, they got too many players that can get by you. They're also too big, and Lloyd is too creative of a coach to uh, I think let that happen. That's why I kind of think that uh, it's going to be very tough to get Arizona. And looking at the schedule, I don't know. You know, again, Arizona's got Wisconsin. You got Michigan State, or excuse me, you got Wisconsin. You got Florida Atlantic. You got Purdue, and. Uh, uh, Alabama, if Arizona, let's just say Arizona drops one of those games, maybe well, let's just say two. In Pac-12 play, they're going to drop two max. You're looking at about a four-loss team. This is a team that, barring something unforeseen, should go in as the number one seed out west. And again, um, this is this is Lloyd's best team. You got to give him a lot of kudos for what he's been able to do, mainly because a lot of coaches wouldn't uh, overhaul in the way that he did. But he clearly understood that he needed to do some different things, and that's why Arizona is the number one team in the country. You know, going forward, I think that they're going to be. Uh, um, I, I expect them to. I expect them to be the favorite to win it all come March. I think they're that good, and I think that we should all enjoy being along for the ride. And as we keep talking about. Not sure that there's any hotter athletic program in uh, college sports right now than Arizona. You got Arizona football, obviously going off to the Alamo Bowl. You got Arizona basketball, number one ranked team in the country. No better time to be an Arizona fan, as we all know. All right, now, tomorrow, we're going to get back to a little bit of Arizona football, and we're going to talk a little Arizona basketball as well. Um, that's kind of go back and forth on these because, again, you got the Alamo Bowl coming up at the end of the month, but you also got some big games for Arizona, especially this Wisconsin game coming up. But as you know, as always, very much appreciate you guys making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Again. Big time, big games coming up here, and make sure that you keep it locked on Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow.